Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. All right, Luke. That is what it is. We're back so with another episode today. Kick us off, but do, but come on, do better than that. You're like Mr. Rogers. You're like putting uh, you know, like put your sweater on and take your shoes off. And some, I'm going to come over there, take the shoe, and hit you over the head with it. Come on. Just, you want more, you want more energy? You got our audience here, man. It's you know it's a Friday episode. You got you got our listener base. They don't want you. Come on, let's go. You know, wake up. Wake up, wake up. It's the middle of the day. I'm a morning person. Well, you know? I'll do with that. Well, no, okay, listen. What's up, Luke and Aisha? We're back with another episode. Look at that. Come on, this is your job. This is all I have you around here to do. Just to say welcome. <laughs> <It's off. laughs> let's go. These have been a few episodes. These have been a few kickoffs already. I'm drinking kombucha. How how hipster is that? I honestly don't know what that is. Good for gut health. Say it again. It's good for gut health. No, 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 no. I, I, that part I got. Gut is a word I like. I use that all the time. What the uh, a butcher? What'd you say? It's a butcher. Gumbucha. Gumbucha? It's good. But it's, it's like it resets the bacteria in your stomach. So All it doesn't right, taste good. Should... Why are you drinking it? I'm just feeling it. I got a craving. I, I haven't had it in months. You're months. craving for something that doesn't taste good? It tastes, it's like interesting. It's like a healthy it's, beer. It's called the gooch? Gooch? It's, uh, it's like healthy beer. Uh, healthy beer. Yeah. Gooch. Isn't yeah. the gooch something else? Gucci. No, not Gucci. The Gooch. By the way, one of the greatest scenes on in the background here in in sports movie history. Rocky? Squ- squints. Just went in the pool. He just went down in the pool. He's faking drowning for the lifeguard. Anybody who does not know the scene in this movie in the Sandlot, go watch it immediately. I will allow you to stop listening to this podcast and go watch the Sandlot now if you haven't seen it. Go watch it. Go watch it now. All right, I'll pause it because I got to pay attention to you, man. You know, my, no. my attention, it's easily, it's easily swayed. You know, Luca Nation, we're going to, uh, I'm going to kick us off here, but I'm going to include some of this behind the scenes today. because this. You back- should put all this in. You should put all that in. I want them to hear how lazily you tried to welcome and how I didn't give you shit. <laughs> I want to hear them. I want you, them to hear you drinking the gooch. I want all that in there. Let's go. I don't edit any of that out, drinking the gooch. That felt like a lazy intro? No, I like it. I, this is all, this should all be in there. And, uh. So listen, what are we talking about today? What's top of mind besides the Lakers getting away with one? I love the coach of the Nuggets. What's his name? Malone? What's his name? Coach Malone? I love after the game, he's like, I'm going to have to go through the proper channels and talk to the NBA. That's amazing. Because that's all you talked, all you heard about yesterday was the NBA and we got uh, the Lakers talking about the no fouls. So he, did, he, he was good. He did it the right way. Semi-respectful, but also try to get his point across that, all right, just because they call you up and whine, and the whole team has now become whiny like LeBron. Doesn't mean the refs have to bend over backward and give them twice as many free throws, which me, it was a close enough game. Go ahead, please. Let me give you a different take on it. Maybe, maybe you'll see this angle too. You know how many fouls, fouls both teams had individually? Probably the same amount of fouls. Yep. 28 but not, not the same amount of free throws. Second thing, think about it this way. Uh, the fact that the Lakers said that, it was reported in the media. Where do you think the focus of the Nuggets was? Um, I don't know. I can make an argument that the focus was to not foul this way it was in the media. I could also make the argument that the focus was talking trash to him even more than they normally do, calling LeBron and his whole team a bunch of whiners. 
But whatever it was, it worked for the Lakers. Well, well, think about that. Neither of those things were on executing the game plan and winning the game. And I think yep. that's what the entire mission of all, what's been going on with, like, hey, LeBron doesn't get enough fouls. It's a distraction. It's a smoke signal. Listen, we all know, though, the Nuggets have them right where they want them. At 3-1. Yeah. No, that's exactly where they want them. No way. Did it come up? Uh, you said, come on. Nuggets, 3-1. 3-1. No chance coming back. All right. Well, listen, I trust you. You know your basketball stuff. You know, I mean, you definitely do. So, but, uh, oh, man, LeBron. Oh, I just can't deal with LeBron. My, my point is, is LeBron a whiner? Yes. We've already yes. established that. And one of my favorite sayings is, you can't change the stripes on a zebra. He's a whiner. That's who he is. He's a whiner. He wants attention. You, you have two kids. You see, your kids play with kids. You know when kids are whiners why they're whining, right? Yeah. What is yeah. the reason? Nice. Thank you, Mom. My mom brought me a glass champagne. of champagne. It's my sister's birthday today, everyone. So be nice. Add Ariel Goldberg. Give her some love if you want. If not, don't say anything, you know? But you have that's kids. actually a nice thing. Hold on. That's, that's a good thing. Let's see how many happy birthdays we can get from this today. So Ariel Goldberg, that's the, that's the Instagram, right? And go ahead on there, listeners, the, uh, the, the many of you have. Send the, send the birthday wishes. That'd be nice. That's, that's, a nice. that's a nice thing you could do with there, Andrew. I like it. That's nice. I appreciate that. That's good stuff. Um, Ariel Goldberg <laughs> one. But let's keep going. But you at know Ariel not- Goldberg one. Again, at Ariel Goldberg one. Beautiful. You know, oh, why, yes. they, you know why kids yeah, want. They, they want attention. Yes, because, because they want free throws. I understand. No, they, they want, want free attention. Throws. And think about it. Free throws. <laughs> Coach Malone, after the game, the first thing he says, I have to go through the right channels to – you're not focused on winning the game. Execute your game plan. Beat them at the game. I, I understand it's annoying, but at the end of the day, what somebody says and reports to the NBA is not going to have any impact on what the so refs call. Here's another thing about that game, right? I hear you, but I think it does have an impact on, on the refs. But here's, here's the other thing. Chris Rock – Chris, because I think the NBA calls the refs and says, call, call fouls. You're not getting, LeBron's getting beat up over here, so call fouls on him. You really um, think that happens? Dude, no, no, I don't think, I don't think Everything is in slow motion. Imagine going to work the next day yeah. and being like, dude, you missed 50 calls this today. Of course. Well, it's not that, I think, but I think the refs are not immune to the call either. I mean, I'm sure they know this is in the news leading into the game, just as the Nuggets heard about it. I'm sure the rest, you know, it was, it was in their brain, even, even subconsciously. But here's another thing that I don't get. Chris Rock, funny comedian. You don't really hear about him too much anymore. But he had this, uh, he had this you know, a comedy act where he's like, you don't get extra credit for doing what you're supposed to do. You know, like, uh, oh, you take care of your kids, great. Well, you're supposed to. You don't get extra credit for that, right? So all day today, following the game, every sports show I put on that talked about this game talked about how at some point in the fourth quarter – there was a microphone in the huddle or whatever it was, or, or I don't know how they found it out, but LeBron went to the coach and said, I got Murray from here on out. Like, let me take Murray. I'm covering Murray. And they're all giving him pats on the back and extra credit because that's what you want to see out of your guy. That's what you want to see. You want to see LeBron take Murray and defend it and, and shut him down. Well, one, he didn't shut him down. Two, why do you get extra? That's what you're supposed to do. Why are you getting extra? Why, why, why are these guys, oh, LeBron's the greatest. He, he, he said he was going to shut him down. He, I'll take him. Okay, just do it. Just do your job. You're the GOAT. Shut down the whole friggin' team. What the hell? I don't, anyway, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't understand why that's, like, that's an extra bonus point for him. Do you, I, I haven't seen that. You, you feel like you got extra credit for that? 
everybody's talking about it today. They're all talking about it today all over a sports center. Oh, that's that's what you see out of the, one of the greats of all time. He went into the huddle and told his coach, I got it. I'm going to be guarding Murray for the rest of the time. Uh, uh, I got Murray. And that's not it's so what? That's what, that's what you, it's the Western Conference Finals. You're the best player on the court, allegedly. You should be covering their best player. You should be shutting him down. Not just, oh, I'm going to do it for the last three minutes of the game and make a big deal when I announce it to the world. Come on, stupid. Can you tell I don't like LeBron audience? Can you tell <laughs> listeners that I'm not a LeBron fan? Because I'm really not. You're really not. I wish you would I'm be not. A, bit, a bit more objective. A few episodes no, objective. Ago, Ugh, go ahead. Well, a few episodes ago, I did mention that to you. I, it's, it's a little bit annoying, and I like that. He, he's not doing much of it. Dude, you're chugging a two-gallon soda. Two liter. Two liter, not two gallons. If, but if, but if, if, if they made Coke Zero in two-gallon containers, I would, drink, I would drink out of it. God, that was disturbing. Dude, uh, it takes a lot of energy to keep me awake while I'm talking to you. Imagine what it's like to our listeners. So I need the caffeine here. Jesus. I need the caffeine here. Come on. I got to stay awake, and I'm not a coffee drinker. I Listen, not all of us can drink the gooch like you. I got to go look <laughs> this up. Doug Gooch. Gooch. No. Hey, Nation, do you guys like kombucha? Yes or no? Let us know. Uh, it's not <laughs> kombucha. Yeah, it's called kombucha. Uh, it's like for, it's like fermented um, some shit. Is uh, this something that existed before like nine, nine, like I don't know, two thousand ten? Did anybody ever drink it? It's no. A big, big part of the hipster movement. So there you go. Do you do you drink the gooch while you eat avocado spread on bread and call it avocado mm-hmm. toast? Is that what happens? Is that how you drink the gooch? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Hilarious, Cajun. No, but like, <clears throat> back to it. Uh, so, w- one of the things that I do wish we had a show of, kind of almost in real time, was yesterday I sent you a screenshot of four NFL analysts picking the Jaguars to win, uh-huh. wearing yep. Minshew Mania. And the yep. first thing I said to Cage is, I'm scared. Yeah, he said, he said, this is it. You know, when you see this, you know the Dolphins are going to destroy him. And I'm like, I don't care. What I see is not the pick. What I see is the, the mustaches, the Minshew mania. I don't care about that. I love Minshew. And you know what else I did not know yesterday? And I played uh, Daily Fantasy on the Thrive Fantasy app, which I mentioned because they're a partner of ours. And if you haven't loaded up, Luca Nation 50, go ahead and do it. But um, I won again the second day in a row. Not as much money. I didn't turn $100 into $400. But I won another 100 bucks yesterday, which is nice. Um on the on the football i had chark and lambo in my lineup it shows you what how much pay, attention i was paying lambo was put on the ir the day before i don't know what i was thinking um but dj chark was out that's a huge thing for Minshew because it really just knocks down his targets a whole level and guys if you were listening to yesterday's episode i really hope you jumped on that robinson play i said he was going to have a touchdown on 100 yards from scrimmage he had 129 and two so I'm sure those $3, $4 cards that we recommended him yesterday, they're all gone. Um, he's still a buy. That guy, I love the chip on the shoulder guy. I mean, he was really, really good, even in a loss. You know, when they had to throw, he became a receiving back. And he's, he is the guy there. I know they have Thompson, but, you know, Robinson got like 90% of the, of the workload. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, you're right, though. You were right, and you called it. And I give you credit when you call it. Um, you know, you said when all these analysts – I did the same thing to you over the weekend in week two when I, when I said the Colts were going to beat the Vikings and I sent you a screenshot of Rex Ryan and Randy Moss and everybody picked the Vikings. And I'm like, I feel even more confident now than my Colts play. It's just insane. It's amazing when all of the analysts are in agreement, go the other way. It's scary. It's literally yeah. scary. And I don't know. Randy Moss is someone I respect a ton. 
Well, he was picking the Vikings because he's an ex-Viking. That's probably why he was on the Vikings. <laughs> he never played for the Colts. Do you remember Randy Moss from the Vikings or from the Patriots? I remember him on the Raiders because I'm a Raider fan. Wow. Remember Dante Culpepper just chucking 60-yard bombs to him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, listen, I thought we were going to have – I mean, come on. We had Tim Brown, you know. Jerry Rice was a Raider too for a little while, you know. I mean, you, you know, you forget the Raiders had some nice, some nice players come through the uh, the organization there for a little while, but uh, it is what it is. Um, you know well, what? Me, I, uh, God, yeah, my play, or do you want to anything else? No, I, uh, before we do plays, just top of mind today, I, I do want to say something. We have a lot of listeners who like Pokemon, and we've had some Pokemon guys on today. Um, I just want to just drop a little bit of of, of you know personal experience kind of into the uh, into the podcast here um today is release day for champion's path it's a new pokemon release right so it's called champion's path um i think the release has five um oh man the sandlot kids are about to do big chief they're about to do chewing tobacco and throw up all over themselves this is another great scene i can't even keep i can't even keep focus man i I need some gooch to keep my focus hallucination will understand yeah, it is what it is. So in any event, Champions Path, I think it's got five Charizards in it. And release day is today. You, can, you know, you probably going to be able to get them in Walmart, Target, and that kind of stuff. People wait online and bribe people to get that shit. But if you have a local card store, you know, car shop, uh, go ahead in and, and grab them if, if they sell them. There's, um, in my neighborhood here, there's a store that uh, that sells them. I was able to get a couple. You know, if you guys listen enough, you know, I try to open something with my son every Friday. Like an opening day in the evening, so we try to crack a box or something, a blaster, you name it. So we'll be opening that tonight. Um, I get a little box, which is pretty cool. Maybe we'll go live. We'll, we'll see. If we have time. Um, maybe I'll go live and, and open them up for you guys. Um, but uh, what was cool about it was I could send you a picture, Andrew. The store was packed. I mean, just absolutely packed. Um, you which you think of these flippers? Well, I don't think they're flippers. And that's, that's the comment I'm trying to make, right? So the guys in this store were not looking to go and put it on eBay, right? They were, they were so I met two guys in the store, um, both named Matt, which is pretty funny because I guess they're friends with each other and they named Matt. Um, and, you know, they were talking about what was in the stuff, you name it, and we chatted outside when, you know, when you're allowed to take your mask off. Um, so we chatted outside the store and these guys are, are in their 30s, early 30s. And they're just coming into their own. They're just coming into some money. And they're guys who actually played Pokemon when it came out in the 90s and play it now. Like, these are guys who are still, you know, they play the game. Like, I can't tell you, you know, my son and I play it, but we don't play it the right way. Trust me. <laughs> these guys play the game, you know, and, they, and they're, you know, they're starting to buy cards. They're starting, they were looking at singles while they're there. They you know, can't wait to get home and open up the boxes that they bought about the different, you know, different Charizards. And they're, you know, I chatted with them for about a half an hour um, outside the store. And, you know, it was pretty cool because um, that's an entirely different segment of the hobby, but it just showed the excitement in it, right? It's the, you know, it's still there. You know, we, we do have a lot of posts out there, you know, about the sky is falling, Chicken Little, and, you know, people like to use that same type of title out there, you know, even though I'm sure they don't listen to our podcast at all, ever, but they, and they come up with the same exact title that we had a couple of days later. I'm sure that's purely coincidental, but people are saying that, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Um, it's not. I mean, if you go to a card shop or a card show, I mean, there are no shows here, but if you go to a card shop, there are people who are really passionate about these cards. And, you know, it was cool to see that about Pokemon. I know there are people passionate about sports cards as well. 
Um, you know, it was just a cool thing for me to see because I'm, I just got into Pokemon last year and I don't have the hugest collection, but I got some cool cards, but it was nice to see guys who over the next five to 10 years are going to, you know, they're going to start really doing well in their job. They're going to really start coming into money. And this is what brings nostalgia for them. This is what brings memories of, of what was fun for them as kids. So, you know, when we talk about Pokemon as a sound investment, I like spending that half hour chatting with these guys because it, it, it reiterates to me that it is, it is a sound investment because these are going to be guys who are spending their money on it for many, many years to come. And they're excited to go and open new stuff too, which is cool. So anyway, that's my little. I don't think, I don't think the hobby is going anywhere anytime soon, whether that's Pokemon or sports. And as much as we're seeing new players come into the hobby, right? I think the old players are devoting more of the resources into it too. So it's oh, yeah. for people, it's more money from the people who have been into it. So if I used to invest a thousand bucks a year, I'm probably putting in 10K, 15K this year. Um, and not me specifically, but just in general. I, and I think that's yeah. really important to see. Second thing, guys, like I know we do a daily show here. So, and if it does feel like very kind of chronological in the sense that we're kind of giving you a play that might be off the board tomorrow. But that's not always the case. I really, really highly recommend going back to some of the episodes especially some of the longer ones and really, really going and listening to Cage's segments, whether that's NFL, the NFL preview, Pokemon, NBA. Cage has been in cards for 30 years. This guy knows his shit. He's an entertainer. He's freaking funny, but he knows his stuff. And I highly recommend. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, what is it called? Um, I, I, was I don't know. You talk about what there's a lot of when I talk. Hidden <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say bullshit. A lot of hidden gems. Hidden gems is much nicer. I thought you were going to say bullshit. No, a lot of hidden gems <laughs> over in uh, previous episodes yes. haven't been uncovered. And I highly recommend really go back and listen. Well, is there another way for them to go back and listen to some of our older episodes and a way to do it? Is there another format maybe you can direct these guys to maybe? You want me to clip them, clip them and put them on IG? No, no. But, you know, isn't there going to be a way to, you know, besides just our podcast for our listeners to start listening to our uh, shows? You want me to tell them about YouTube? I don't feel confident telling them about YouTube because it's, the, it's in the making. We're on third oh, base. We're not home yet. So here's the deal. I feel confident about you telling them. It's almost like beta, right? So, I mean, our guys who are listening to this stuff now, right, they're our, they're our audience. This is our core audience, and it grows every day, and they're comfortable enough to tell their friends and, and, and you name it about the episode. And literally every day we have more listeners than the day before, and we love you guys for that. And we don't think they're going to judge us, right? So we, we've tried to get on YouTube, and I, Andrew was working on getting us on YouTube, and I, I think you should tell them about it, man. I do. I think you should get these guys and let them know what's out there, and then let them comment to us. Let them tell, tell us what they think. That way we give them what they want. If they don't like it, they tell us, and we fix it. I mean, that's what I think makes us a little different. I'm not talking at anybody who's listening to this. I like talking with them. No BS. That's why I love all the DMs I get, and I spend an hour or two every night answering them. We're having a conversation here. That I love. I agree. Well, well first thing we're going to do, uh, it, it's going to be two steps. First thing we're going to do is upload all of the episodes onto YouTube that we've already done. Mm -hmm. Future episodes will have possibly a bit more faces to it. You know, maybe I could give a preview or summary in the beginning of the episode. Uh, and also, I want to start clipping moments from those episodes, five, six, three-minute moments, and putting them on IGTV. So... If you don't have a full hour to listen, if you don't have 25 minutes and you just want to watch a few moments, I want to make that accessible and easy for you by picking out really the, the meat of the episode and bringing it to you. Works for me. 
And listen, guys, again, if you want to comment on that, let us know. You want us to just do the Instagram TV portion as our card picks? You want us to just put that couple of minutes in where we just do our picks? We can do that. I mean, whatever you like, let us know. Um, we really do want to make this something where, you, are, you know, you log in to find value from what we are or doing. I mean, a lot of people tell us that they, they love the, the amount of time on it because it's a perfect workout podcast, which is great. We, you know, we promise to do that and we promise to continue to bring you content this way when you wake up in the morning, there's an episode there or two, like last night from the night before that you can go work out too. You can listen to us, but please, you know, any changes, any updates, let us know, but you can, you can go ahead and do your pick. Go for it, man. Before my play, I want to, this is kind of along lines of a play. Um, and I wonder, I want to hear what you think. I want this to be interactive. Um, I don't know if you've, have you ever heard of a mood board? A, a Ouija board, yeah, sure. You could talk to ghosts and stuff like that. Like, but I, I always like cheated. I was like moved it around and scared people. Is that that's what you mean? So I'm a big believer. Uh, to achieve your dreams, you have to see them. You have to picture them. You have to touch them, right? So something I've been thinking a lot about is creating a mood board, whether that's visual or written down, of the cards that you think are completely out of your league, the cards mm-hmm. that you're chasing after, and then any plays that you're making. Those are the three categories. Cards that you think are out of your league. A Michael Jordan Fleer PSA 10. A Mahone's Prism PSA 10. A Mahone's RPA. A Luke RPA. Cards that, mm-hmm. you know, you want to add to your collection. Middle, okay. These are plays that you could afford now. You know, a Kyler Murray Prism PSA 10, for example, if that's what you think you could afford now and you want to buy that, put that on your mood board. And Penny plays. Why do I think that's important? With all of these kind of emotional outbursts on social media, and I've seen them with my guy Hero. So, like, it happens all the time. It's really important to have clarity. You brought to them the Excel spreadsheet, right? Talking yep. about how to organize everything. That's super important. I was I doing one this morning with some sales. I think a mood board, uh, and, you know, you guys could Google it. It's funny. Like, people put mood boards, you know, for their dream home, their dream car, all that stuff. I think it should apply to this, too, you know, because if you can't see it, you, how can you really feel it? And you can get really easily dragged off course chaining, chasing the next shiny object if you don't have it and you don't know what you're really going after, you know? And in this hobby, it's liquidity is super important. It's really easy to go and buy that shiny new object just because all of your other friends are getting it. And I think a mood board will really help steer you away from that because you have a set goal, a set target. These are the cards that I want to add. This is part of my collection. This is what I want. This is what I'm going after. And I think that's super important to have. So can the, uh, the folks listening do it on a spreadsheet and not call it a mood board? Because I'm just, uh, I'm a little like weirded out by like what this, what the heck's a mood board? Do I have to look this up now? Yeah. Why is it every time you speak, I have to Google it? That's a the deal. Board, a mood board is a type of visual presentation or collage consisting of images, text, and sample projects in a composition. It can be based on a set topic or it can be on any material chosen at random. Okay. All right, folks. So um, go ahead to your fridge and grab your gooch and uh, spread some avocado on some toast and uh, make yourself a mood board. And then we'll all get in a hippie drum circle and uh, pass around the hydroponic and uh, sing Kumbaya. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what the hell are you talking about? I got it. I love the idea. I'm just not going to call it a mood board. I love it. I love it because you're right have to have targets you have to set goals for yourself and you have to have goals in the hobby and also it's got to be something that's flexible right especially because of all the noise some podcasts like to use the word chatter some people like to use the word chatter i've heard i've heard one podcast use the word chatter 17 times in a one hour episode chatter 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 chatter. maybe i'll try to break the record no it's noise 
it's noise, guys. It's there's a lot of noise in the hobby, and you know, with today's social media, with Instagram, with Twitter, with all this stuff, it's instant, and you can't turn it off, right? You go on here, and boom, you know, I'm gonna look at oh, oh, Tyler Hero sucks. Tyler is overrated. Dump your Tyler Hero cards right now. Oh. Tyler Hero is too cheap. Who, who, who cares about Tyler Hero? You know what? It's hard to kind of make up your own mind and sometimes you get a little uh, too much overload on information. That board that you're suggesting is a great idea. Because you know what? Maybe you move the hero up a, a peg. Maybe you move it down a peg based on, you know, what kind of information you got. I mean, I kind of like it and I also love goals, right? You have, oh, you have to have goals with everything. And your collection and, you know, your, your portfolio, as we like to call it, should be no different, right? You should have goals that you aspire to. I have, since I got back into this hobby, and I've missed out on it many times since I got back into it a couple years ago, there's one card that has eluded me, not based on money, because I've had the money to buy it in, mm -hmm. uh, in certain occasions, but I've passed. I, I bought other cards for the same price, thinking I could buy this card. And then I was dead wrong, and the card disappeared, and it went up, and it continued to go up. And everybody has something like this. But recently... I made a, a purchase that I think is going to allow me to get this card. I hope. And I'll share that with you guys when it actually comes in. Maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll post a picture well, of it. It's kind of, kind of, it doesn't come in. We don't let people know. Yeah. Bad Omen. I've had uh, a Jordan. I'm really excited. I was buying a Jordan refractor from 95. Uh, I bought it on Mercari for 400 bucks right before the last dance. And a guy messaged me. My son came home. I guess he was divorced or something. And he was like, he looked through his collection and he found the Jordan and he loves that card so much. And I just can't sell it to you after I paid and everything. And I posted it on Instagram and I was like, no more. I'm never posting a card that isn't in my hands. I'm with you. I like it. And I will, I will keep it you know to myself phrase? until I have this card. Go ahead. You know this phrase? Or you, we have to go prisoners. Because that's what you're doing today on today's episode. I didn't hear you. You have to what? Take no prisoners. Yeah, man. Well, listen, it is what it Today is. I mean, there's, no prisoners. there's a lot of, there's a lot of chatter out there. That's all I got to say. A lot of chatter. And there's a lot of people who don't listen to me, but suddenly say exactly what I say three days later, but they don't listen. I mean, it happens. It, it is what it is. Um, I love life, but you know, what I love the most. I love Luca nation. I love these guys. You know, well, we have, we have, you know, folks who follow us on, on Instagram and the Instagram, I didn't do a post on it, but we just passed 2,500 followers, which it's insane to me. It really is because, I mean, I love the fact that there's that many people out there who care about what we're saying. And it, you know, it means that we are bringing some value. And I know that number is going to continue to go up and it goes up every day, but we want to make sure we thank you guys who've been with us since basically the end of July, which is when we started. I mean, it's amazing that it's only been, you know, just over two months. Um, but you know, I love interacting with you guys. Somebody asked today, some UFC questions, Kerwood, uh, somebody asked uh, some Pokemon stuff. Somebody, I mean, you name it. You know, we got our, our friend Manny Simone, right? Who's you know always got the Pokemon content. If you haven't looked at his stuff, take a look at it. You know, Yamwax, always great stuff, always grounded, right? Carter Christian. I mean, just the crew. And if I'm leaving anybody out, you guys give me some shit, send me a message, and I'll mention you next time. We we love you guys. We really do. And you know what, what we want is to make sure that you hear us and tell us. Okay, that segment, no good. You know, this segment, more of that. Just go ahead and message us. We, you know, we want to make this exactly what you guys want it to be. Preston Amato, our guy. Yeah. Love it. You know I mean? Thank you, guys. Go ahead. You know what I love about all those people that you mentioned and, and more? And, just and the hundreds that I haven't, which I'm sorry, guys. I can't. <laughs> but they know who they are. Is, I think we support each other, man. I think we fill each other up with possibility, belief, positivity. And I think that's really important. 
I think, I think we all need to do that for each other. Yeah. And when we don't have positivity, we fill ourselves up with the uh, gooch. Gucha, gucha. So here's positivity. So do you want to do your pick or should I give mine? Because these I, people, they I do want to play. Give yours. Dude, you're towards the bottom of that two, two liter soda. And I think you're going to. Yeah, man, I'm going to run out here. I'm, I'm almost done. I should just I should chug be. it while you, while, while you give your play. So here's my play. You ready? So my play is, I think, an easy one. And it's one that, you know, you do not have to run out and buy today. I am absolutely shocked and amazed at how cheap this card is. And here's the fun part. I think you might be able to wait on it and get it a little bit cheaper. Okay. Um, we've given you some 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 basketball plays, maybe even a little bit of baseball plays recently, like you know Yelich and those guys. People who have have not had a great season. This 2020 season has been insane. It's uh, 60 game seasons. It's almost over. You know, final weekend. You know, people don't realize. You know, opening day is end of March. These guys play 60 games. That's that's the end of May. Yep. Right. That's that's. There's another 100-plus games that would otherwise be played for people to get out of slumps, for people to straighten themselves out, for people to be you know, done. Really, you look at the stats, you'd have to multiply them by 2.7, nice rule of thumb, to figure out what somebody would do for the rest of the year. Once you're done with these 60, it's 2.7 is basically the way to do it. So you know, if, if you got a guy who has 10 home runs after the 60 games, that means over a real season he would have hit 27. It's a nice, cool little stat for you to have when you're trying to figure out what they would have done over the course of a full season, right? So, so um, you know, some of these guys, they would heat up when the summer, now we had, you know, the summer is over, you know, I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's full already. Some of these guys, the guy you know, Luke Voigt would be at like 55, 60 home runs. Voigt would be having a, 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 a close to historic season, you know, and he's not done yet. Maybe he'll hit 22 or 23 or 24. You never know. It's a, it's a long weekend. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of these guys would be, would be, you know, pretty great. Um, my guy my pick for today is somebody that I at one point owned well over a hundred of his PSA 10 rookie cards. And he's somebody that um, let's just say a social influencer out there was telling people to stock up on. And the card was 65, 75, $80 in PSA 10. And what I'm talking about is Pete Alonzo 475 PSA 10, uh, tops from 2019 right so it's the uh the pete alonzo rookie card list this is the national league rookie of the year who hit what 53 home runs you know set the rookie record broke aaron judge's 52 record you know he had an amazing season and you expected a sophomore slump right but you didn't expect it to be as bad as this was now i don't know what would have happened over the course of a full year instead of a 60 game season um, but I do know that Pete Alonso has 13 home runs right now. Um, and I'm sure I'll hit another one over the weekend, but basically it's somebody who is only a couple shy of the national league lead, right? Which is I, I don't know, 16, 17. I think Ozuna might've hit a 17th home run. Uh, you know, you got Betts and Tatis and Machado right there behind him, but he's right there with them. Um, he's somebody who, if he had the same season and played this crappy for the next 100 games, he still would have had 40 home runs, which is a respectable number and be talking about him as an all-time masher. So what I did, I looked at his, um, you know, his stats and did a little analytical fun to it, you know, B-A-B-I-P, batting average on balls in play, you know, sabermetrics, statistics type of stuff. And he has been tremendously unlucky. He had like a 212 batting average on balls in play, which is going to improve. 
He's also got an exit velocity of almost 89 miles per hour average. He's in the, one of the tops in the league in, in exit velocity. So for these 60 games, now look, there's a lot to it. There's a lot more than this. His walk rate, his strikeout rate, they're all about the same as they were last year in the historic season. All of these ancillary stats basically tell me that he would have probably upward trended for the remaining two-thirds of the season, which means he probably would hit 45, 50 home runs. His batting average would have come up. You don't buy Pete Alonso for batting average anyway. You buy him because he's going to be a masher and he's going to hit a lot of home runs and he's in New York and you name it. This team has underachieved and he has underachieved. But here's what's fun. So this play is one that I'm bringing to you because I am an idiot. Um, I have a lot of this guy's cards and I sold the vast majority of them for 65, 70, $75 each leading into the season and in the first week or two of the season. They were in the off season, $35. And I bought a ton of them last year, literally over a hundred and sold all of them for more than double what I paid for them. Okay. In the lead up to the season, that's exactly the play I want to bring you today. Okay, Pete Alonso is still going to be Pete Alonso next year. He's still going to be playing for the Mets. He gave an interview recently after hitting a home run and a game winner against uh, Tampa Bay on Tuesday where he cited a lot of the stats that I'm giving you now. So he's actually focused on it. He's aware of this. He's trying to make changes. And I believe next year he's going to come back and he's going to hit 50 home runs and he's going to have a huge game. And he might start off hot next year instead of cold like he did this year. And what my play was last year was buy in the off season for 30 to $35. I even got a couple cheaper and then sell them for what I sold them for 70, 75 more than double the price on them. And that's what I did on over a hundred of these sales. Um, I had a few left. And when I, you know, when I sell on eBay through consigners like the wharf, I would throw in a Pete Alonzo thinking, all right, I'll throw this in. That's another 50 or 60 bucks. I know they had come down a little bit into the fifties and sixties, but let me throw these over to the wharf, you know, and, and he can consign it for me and, and, and sell it for me. So I did that. And one ended last night and it sold for like $24, which is absolutely absurd. Okay, it means I actually lost money on that sale, which is crazy. Now I'm way in the profit overall on Pete Alonzo that I don't mind um, you know, that one sold or less, but I will not be selling any more of my stash of these. I have, you know, 25, 26 of them left still um, because I believe this card's now a buy and I may turn from selling these like an idiot now that I see what the price is to buying them. Buying this card in the 20s is almost a no-brainer. First of all, it costs $12 just to grade it. So that's, you know, $15 just to grade it, 12 if it's in a bulk. So if you're able to get this card now, especially if people see it selling for $24 on, on eBay, you know, maybe they'll maybe find somebody who sell you a bulk of them, $20 each, $22, whatever it may be. It's, it's almost a no-brainer. And you might be able to get it in the offseason when baseball is done and he's no longer playing. Um, if they'll get him when no one's looking at this, at $20, $25. Definitely get him $25 because I'm selling cheaper than $25 on eBay. Um, so I would be stacking up on him because in the lead-up into next season and, and, you know, if he happens to get hot, you know, in the in next season, have a better season this year. Does it have to go to seventy-five or eighty dollars that it was at in the beginning of this year for you to make money? No. If it just goes to fifty, right, you're doubling your money. So there's my play. I'm bringing this to you because it is a it's a personal thing to me that I happen to look at last night's auctions ending on this and say, "Holy cow, this is ending way too cheap." And that's it. So I just was doing a little research on the back end while you were talking. It wasn't just Worf's account. It wasn't just Worf's auctions. Probstein, mm. you know the famous Probstein, his close at thirty-one. So oh, cheaper, cheaper. 
cheaper because, uh, you know, I had some probe steams ending last night too. I'll tell you what they ended at. So two ended last night. One ended for $30 and one ended for $28, both with probe steam. Love it. Yeah, $28 I, and $30. And New York under new management. Oh, and one, a third one ended for $24.05 probe steam. So that's all last night. Twenty four oh five, twenty eight and thirty. So it's even cheaper. $24.05 on a probe season one last night. So here's the takeaway. This is a one-year play, obviously. Uh, mm -hmm. With this season being over, next season's not starting till next April. Who knows what will happen, but next season's not starting till next April. I hold, obviously. Yep. But new ownership in New York, a guy who mashes. If the Mets even sniff the playoffs next year or get off to a hot start, get out of here. You don't even have to do that, but which is they fine. But, uh, Think about you that. can you they can do. buy this now, so you can buy it after the, after the season ends. You can buy it when the season ends. You buy it a week after the season ends. Buy it a month after the season ends. Especially at the price stage where it is now, you can buy this. Buy ten of them. Buy twenty of them, and wait until spring training starts and sell them again. I'm telling you. I I, you know, I, I, I would I, I wanted to add how I would consider playing because if you're able to get this card for thirty, and the Mets at some point next season or in first place in that division mm -hmm. and he's mashing and he's near the home run list. Why can't this card crack a hundred? It can. It was close to it already. So uh, highly recommend. It. I don't see it going much lower for someone who's always towards the top of the list in home runs. Either. That is the reason why it's, that's why I bought it last year in the same price range because yep. it's one where it's now, I mean, things are cyclical, guys. You know, cards go through cycles. Players go through cycles. The sports and leagues go through cycles. And this is – it's a card that's not going to go lower than this. So that's the time to buy. So anyway, that's my, that's my play. What's yours? I think it's an amazing play. Um, I think this baseball season was just weird. If you think about it, yep. no other season, no other league was affected like this. Like, yeah, the NBA got canceled, but that actually skyrocketed their cards because everyone knew that it was going to come back, or most people did. NFL, nothing happened, just no preseason. But really, who got hurt was MLB, right? Because you had that shortened season. Yeah, a few guys went on a boom. But really, even those guys are kind of correcting right now. And, and there just wasn't enough substance to the season. There wasn't enough hype to build around, you know? There was no one really scratching uh, the RBI record or the home run record or anything. Because, I mean, you know, Luke Boyd has 21 home runs. But, like, what's 21 home runs when Sammy Sosa hit 70, you know? You're on mute, big guy. Good. You don't want to hear me correcting you. Sosa never hit 70. Only at 66. McGuire hit 70 and Bonds at 73. Gotcha. And I always think <laughs> baseball is kind of like a really a numbers. <laughs> Rounding up is no good, right? You got to have numbers, man. You got to have numbers. Numbers before, before Barry Bonds disgraced the game and destroyed everybody, everybody's records. Um, numbers were what were, were made baseball special. I mean, every kid in the world knew what the single season home run record was. Every kid in the world knew, you know, what the career home run record was. You know, those were the things that you chased. Those were the things that your heroes were chasing. So, you think you think Bonds disgraced the game? Um, yeah, I think he probably should not have, you know, hang on to the records. Believe it or not, I think A. Rod could have probably hung on for a couple more years. We would have found somebody to sign him and play, and he probably could have broke those records too. And I, I don't want to, I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but I almost give him, you know, a, a tiny bit of credit for bowing out when he did and leaving and not, you know, going for like the career home run record or anything like that and tarnishing it even further. 
I would you know, love I could, if Bud became a commissioner of the MLB. I think it could be the best thing that ever happened for the, the league. It's a nice sneaky play, by the way, too, if you're looking for a real high-end investment. I think it's only 50 or 60 of them out there. The 1994 SP foil PSA 10 of A-Rod is still a four-figure card. High four figures, but still a four-figure card. There's a comparable amount of Jeter in 93, and I'm not comparing A-Rod and Jeter, and obviously Jeter was as clean as A-Rod was dirty, allegedly. Um, but the the same card from the year before for Jeter sells for over $100,000. And the uh, the A-Rod is less than 10% of the Jeter prices, which is sneaky for those high-end guys. Dude, and, and just like Britney Spears, America loves a fucking comeback. Just like America loves a comeback story. So, A-Rod, if you guys watch his stuff with Barstool and the Corp, that dude's a legit player in culture. That guy's going to be around for a very long time. He's dating J-Lo. Highly, highly, highly recommend A-Rod. I think he's going to become the face of MLB. I like it. People can't get enough of him, right? I mean, even if he's taking a dump and he's on his phone and you get a picture of him, you know, through his window while he's on his toilet, people can't get enough. You can't let me make any have it. Let me have a good picture. You <laughs> nope. Who you gotta bring up the I, toilet. Who did I tell you was gonna win the NBA MVP next year? Luka Doncic. Luka, that's my play. So his cards, his PSA prism, base or silver, whatever you guys want to go for, but I'm gonna go with the base here. Has fallen to eleven, twelve hundred. Uh, maybe. And what's cool, let me actually go into this. It just came to me. What happens when a card falls like that? The price on eBay isn't necessarily reflective of what's going on in the market. Can you come back? I want to see your video again. Sorry, thank you. I need, I need that report. Uh, Sorry, dude. My phone just went on, went on the, the battery. Oh. So it fell below 20%, so I'll have to charge it. Go ahead. What happens when a card kind of dips like that in the offseason, not a lot of volume? It's a very tradable card. It's easy to trade into. So it's a card that I think right now, if I offered my Kyler Murray Prism PSA 10, which I bought for $50 graded, I think someone would take me up on that offer and trade me for the Luka. Right, so there it becomes a $1,000 card, right? Because that's what the Kyler sells for. So the Luka Prism PSA 10, I think is an undervalued card. If you even just compare it to the Giannis card, Giannis is around 4,000. I mentioned this a little bit ago on the episode titled, is the Luca Prism Silver or the Giannis Prism Silver a better investment? If you have another one of our most listened to episodes, that's awesome. Check that one out. And uh, yeah, oh, too shy. You know, you know your numbers. Hmm? You know yep. That is a stat week. Well, listen, it's our stuff, man. These are this is our baby right here. You gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta nurture it. You gotta know all about it. You gotta know, you know, know what's good and know what's not. And uh, that was one of the better episodes. People like talking about Luca. People like talking about that stuff. And it's interesting. You're, I mean, I'll, I'll let you finish your play, but I never even thought about trying to trade into it. And the first card that comes to my mind to try to trade into it now is maybe an Mbappe Prism uh, PSA 10 Silver to trade in for a Luca. And there's another card that was. You know, on a similar track, might have even been more money, but they seem to be selling for about the same price now. Um, interesting, because I only have one Luca PSA ten. It is. I'd like to get more because numbers are kind of static. It's like this is what this is selling for right now, but trends you could spot from a different direction. From if you kind of just take a, a more uh, aerial view, a bird's eye view, you're seeing Kyler. Okay, Kyler is at a thousand. Okay, he might go to fifteen hundred. Okay. I, I hear you. I see it. But Luca was at three thousand, and now it dropped to twelve hundred. So those, those, though those values are similar, their upsides are different. 
Okay. And, and I love that. And I love that fact about trading. And it's kind of a hard thing to necessarily explain here in, a, in an episode. Uh, so feel free to DM me and like maybe I could add a little bit of color and nuance. But it's something I think a lot about is what assets can I trade into? And are, at, are they at their bottom, middle, or are they trending up? Or are they trending down? And it helps me get a lot of clarity in uh, what I think is a good investment. I like it. I love the, I love the play. And it's funny, you, you know, we were DM'd by, uh, by uh, Carter Christian, um, one of our listeners also. And he's, you know, if you had $3,000, let's say, what would you buy? And I told him to buy as many Luca prison PSA tens as he can. So I'm with you on this play. I think it's a great pick. I think it's one where, um, you know, you buy, you could probably get close to three of them for $3,000, let's say, you know, especially if you buy them on Facebook, a whole deal, because it looks like they're about 1200 ish on eBay. Um, I think the card is back to $2,000 either before the season starts or, you know, as the season ramps up and he drops his first 40 point game. So, you know, that's, that's a doubling your money just to hold it during the basketball off season. It's a little bit of a longer episode, but I think you guys are going to love it. Um, and I want to say two things and I want you to, I want to ask you a question. Uh, so first we're, we're going to bring the wharf back on and I want to have a fun little segment here in the next few weeks, maybe after the finals, we'll still talk about it. Talk a little bit about the 2018 class of the NBA versus the 2019 and specifically like a little three on three matchup, right? Hero Zion, 2019, versus Luca Trey, Michael Porter Jr. Both from like kind of have a little fun in a basketball sense, but also from an investment standpoint, I think that's going to be cool. And we could even go into hobby boxes from there. Uh, so that's one. Yeah, I like it. And also, guys, when you comment on that, I'd like to hear why you think Michael Porter Jr. shouldn't be the third and why it might be Shea Gilgis or, in my opinion, Devontae Graham. And also whether or not the Tyler Hero love really needs to be there to make him number three. Do you guys have a, a, another, another option? Does anybody think Cam Reddish should be the three? Does anybody think... Um, I, I just threw up. I just threw up. Does anybody think... I'm just throwing out names, man. I think P.J. Washington should be the three. Does anybody think that there's another three ahead of Tyro Hero today? Probably not. But, you know, obviously the, uh, the all-rookie voters thought that uh, Kendrick Nunn should have been uh, ahead of uh, Tyler Hero. So let us know what you think about that and, and upset Andrew a little bit. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn's 25 and he had professional experience versus a 20 year old, 19 year old coming into. Dude, league. I'm just giving you a, a, a hard hero. Let me, that's let, me, all. let me actually, that's no, you're, we're feeding off of each other. Cadence is just top notch. What some people don't realize when they're comparing Luca and Trey is Luca's going, I mean, Trey's going into his third year, and I made this point to Cage earlier. Luca's going into his sixth year. And I think it's really important to understand that professional is way different than college. Luca was an MVP in Europe. And a lot of people discredit Europe, but they don't watch Europe. So I, I highly recommend to go watch. And regardless of that, it's not even necessarily the level. It's the habits that you form when you're a professional. And I think this is a really interesting season coming up with Luca. Uh, that I think if he surprised people this way, this far, I think he's really going to surprise people next year. And all the pieces are lining up for him to have an MVP year. Uh, he has a Hall of Fame coach. He's going into his prime. He is one of the grittier players that I've seen. I was so surprised how he handled the pressure from the Clippers. So really looking forward to that. Cage, what do you think about high pop cards? Like Lucas Prism Base. Talk a little bit. And it, so, so it really depends on the card, right? So I think a Luca Base, I don't think the pop is going to be relevant in the short term. I really don't because 
you know, I do believe in supply and demand. And I believe that a guy like Luca is always going to have significant demand, a huge amount of demand, so much so that, you know, there'll be more demand than there ever will be PSA 10. On it. I know there's a lot of PSA 10, but if that guy improves season over season, the way he did from last season to this season, now going again into next season, and he's talked about, he should get them. I mean, did he get MVP votes? I mean, I think he probably did, right, this time around. I mean, he should be, he should, I think you could make an argument. He's the front runner for the MVP next year, if not just, you know, Giannis and him. Um, you know, they battled a lot of injuries this year. They were a little under the radar. Giannis was dominating. Everyone was talking about LeBron, so he probably should have, but he didn't. So this year he will, and um, I'm sure he will. And then, you know, there's going to be even more demand, and his name will be more mainstream, right? The reason why, you know, Giannis is now mainstream. LeBron has always been mainstream. That's why their cards have sold for, you know, millions of dollars now, $1.8 million each. Um, you know, there's uh, Luca will be more, you know, more of a name brand. Uh, uh, I'm not concerned. Now, with certain other cards, I am. You know, not everybody's Luca. Love it. There you guys have it, Luca Nation. Sorry, I'll throw I... one more question I'll... in for you. One more yeah. question. And we can talk about this. Who, who are we going to bring on to talk about this? Well, this specific thing, the Wharf coach, Michael Porter Jr., he mm-hmm. is in this day in and day out. So I, I want to talk – I love talking basketball with the Wharf. Especially. All right, so we'll bring the Wharf in. So then it's a good one to, to talk about, right? So um, what, what is Luca's card to have is the question I want to add in there, right? So, I mean, we, you know, you talk about the most recent modern sales, right, the exquisite card, which is not really there anymore, right, but the LeBron one that sold for 1.8 and then the National Treasures logo man for Giannis sold for 1.8. Like, you know, if the thought is that in a couple of years, Luca will be talked about the same way, what is the card of his to have? Yeah. I hate the new logo mans that don't actually have the credit label. So, there you go. But so we'll talk about all that stuff. And comment, guys. These are all questions out there that we, you know, we're going to talk about in a future episode. So comment. And then the last thing I'm going to throw right at the end. Hopefully, you guys will like to stay at the end. Give me your, uh, give me your sister's Instagram account again. This way, everybody can wish her a happy birthday. Let's go. Ariel Goldberg one. Everybody, Ariel Goldberg one. Happy birthday if you can. You make me happy. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And, uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you.